0: And welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some things to be aware of at the pump wet end or the pump pot area. I'm going to go over some common issues you're going to run into directly at the pool pump or the wet end area of your pump. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. There's many ways of referring to the pool pump. Some people just call it the pool motor. Some people call it the pump. I like to refer to that area where the water goes into the pump as the wet end. I just think that's the best way to describe it. So you have the wet end, this is where the front of the pump is, where the water goes in, and you have the lid, and then you have the dry end, which is right anything after the seal plate and the seal and the motor, that's the dry end of the pump. Some people refer to it as the pump pot, and I can see that because it is like a pot, and you take the lid out, and then, you know, there's a pot area there. But the wet end, I think, is a better way of describing it because it covers a lot of problems you're going to run into when the wet end isn't wet. Basically, if there's air in there in the pump, when you look in there, then you usually have a problem, but not necessarily. So I'm going to go over some things to look for. I think the first thing I'll start with is if there's air inside the top, and let's say that, you know, I think you've heard, as a homeowner, the builder tells you, you know, the pump should always be full of water. When you look at, the lid is clear, so you can see in there and make sure the basket is clean and that there's water to the top. But there's a lot of cases where the water will not be at the top of the pump all the time when it's running. One of these cases is if you have a variable speed pump and you're running at a lower RPM, sometimes the pump doesn't fill all the way with water in those cases. Not all the time, but sometimes it doesn't. And you may see a little bit of air in there. Now, if you see a lot of air in there, then there's definitely a problem. But if you see a little bit of air in there, that's sometimes normal, running at a low speed. Also, sometimes you have a massive pump installed, like a Jandy Stealth, and you're going to see some air in there in some cases. But in general, you don't want to see a lot of air in there. And then if you have an automatic cleaner connected, a suction side cleaner connected at a side port, and you have the suction on there, pulling some water from the side port into the pump as well as the skimmer, you may see a little bit of air in there. It's called cavitation. Because the side port line is a lot smaller. Well, it's not actually a lot smaller. I should step back and say that the cleaner head, if you look at the cleaner, like if you have a Hayward Navigator, if you look at that, you'll see a small little hole, maybe about half an inch in diameter. And then it pulls all that water through one and a half inch um, hoses. And that goes into a one and a half inch line into the pool. And so that small opening on the bottom will cause less will cause some resistance and so if you have the side port turned on too much suction or too high the pump will cavitate and there'll be air in there along with the water so to adjust the suction side cleaner you want to make sure you turn down the suction to the point where you're not hearing the motor kind of struggling a little bit it's not really struggling but you're going to hear it pulling a little air in there from the side port connection and that's when you're going to have some cavitation or air in there with the cleaner connected at your pool side port. But those are some situations where you're gonna see some air in the pump. But under normal circumstances, the pump should fill up all the way with water to the top. So when it's running, you're gonna see just water in there. Sometimes you can't even see that it's full of water because it's, you know, your pool is running. You you can't tell if there's water in there, Um, but you can see that if there's air in there for sure. So you're looking for air bubbles at the top or maybe even half the water in that pump area. So here are some of the things that could cause the pump to only have half water in there, or maybe priming and losing its prime and then priming again, and then struggling to keep the water in the wet end of the pump. The number one thing that you have to look for, I mentioned this in the previous podcast, is a water level. If the water level is too low, the skimmer is going to pull it in, and then once it runs out of water into the, in the skimmer area itself, it's going to suck air in, And then once the pump stops and starts again, it'll suck all the water that's in the skimmer back in. And then the same thing happens over and over again until you fill the water up with the proper water level. Also, the pool's weir gate, this is that little thing that's in front of it that kind of closes when the pool turns off. And this prevents all the debris in the skimmer basket from going back into the pool. A lot of pools are missing the weir gate. So I suggest you put one on if you don't have one. They have aftermarket ones. They're okay. They kind of use compression to kind of you know, snap into place and stay in the place. But the weir gate could also have a problem where maybe a piece of debris or maybe gets stuck against the side. Or if you have one of the aftermarket ones that may have come loose, whatever the case, the weir gate may be in the closed position or the upright position and the water can't get through there, you know, at a good pace. And this causes the pump to kind of run dry on water also. So the first thing I always do is I check the water level and I also check to make sure the weir gate is letting the water into the skimmer itself. And of course, to check the skimmer basket to make sure it's not compacted with debris. There's been many cases where I get to a pool and the pump is priming and then it stops and primes again. And if I don't check those things first, I'll be over at the pump thinking, hey, there's something wrong here. Then I have to stop myself. This is when I was first starting service. I've learned this lesson to start with the, the skimmer, of course, first. So I had to stop myself and go back to the beginning But basically, check the water level, make sure that's fine. Check the weir gate, make sure that it's open. And then, of course, make sure that the skimmer basket isn't full of debris. And this is something that I've done before. As a rookie, you know, I've done all. I've been at the pump troubleshooting it, and I go over to the skimmer and I see that the basket is totally full, and there's no the water is having a hard time getting pulled into the pump. So those are the things you want to look for at the pool itself to make sure that the You know, there's enough water getting in there. At the pump itself, one of the things that is kind of unusual, well, I guess it's not unusual, but it's one of those things that you don't think about. But at the pump, in the back of it, is the impeller. And if you take the pump basket out, you're going to see a small hole back there. And behind that sits the impeller, which is a pretty big device. It's a circular device that's probably the size of a, a small party cake plate. And that's spinning in there. And so the hole in there is pretty small, And so what happens is that, in a lot of cases, when you have some debris that gets into the the pump basket, it all seems to gravitate or be pulled to the area right in front of that hole. And I think, of course, that's probably physics. So let's say you have, you know, St. Augustine grass around your service account or you're the homeowner, and you cut the grass. Some of it goes into the pump basket, I mean, sorry, the skimmer basket, and gets pulled into the pump basket. You're going to find, when you look inside... When you look into the clear top of the pump basket with it running, that looks like there's no debris in there. But in reality, all the St. Augustine grass actually is pulled into that little area in front of the hole behind the pump basket. And what happens is, over time, if you don't clean it out, and again, it may look clean in there, but all of it is in the pump basket right in front of the hole. In the case of a Whisper Flow pump, I'll use this one as an example, the suction is so great on these pumps in a lot of cases... And if there's debris right at that point of the basket at the bottom, and by the hole, the basket will crack. And so the whisper flow baskets have a tendency to crack and break. And so this is something to look out for. They do have a heavy-duty basket for it, but I find that that also causes problems. Because if you put the valve pack heavy-duty whisper flow basket in there, and you have a pool where debris gets in there, it's going to cause the pump to kind of shake and not work well. It's going to be really loud. Um, until you clear that debris. One pump where this happens very often is the Jandy Stealth pump. These are gigantic wet ends. I mean, they're, they're pretty massive. They're like three times the normal or four times the normal size wet end. And Hayward also makes one of these gigantic wet end pumps. But what happens with these pumps is that you have this gigantic basket in there for debris. You know, it's really counterintuitive. So you have this gigantic basket in there for debris. And then what happens is all the debris gets pulled into that little area again at the bottom. Right by the hole where the water gets pulled into the impeller and what happens is all the debris goes there and so you have this gigantic you know pump basket that traps debris but the pump's not running correctly because all the small debris is right in front of that little spot where the impeller's at so it doesn't really work it's, it's really not a good a good design and i would say it doesn't make a difference having a gigantic wet end like that because the debris is going to get lodged right in front of the impeller in most cases one way to prevent this, and I should say this, I should have said this earlier, is with a skimmer sock or a, a filter saver. It's a kind of like a cloth material, like a, almost like a pantyhose type material that you can line the um, skimmer basket with, and this will prevent the small debris that would normally go right through the skimmer basket going go into the pump basket. And you essentially never have to clean out your pump basket again if you have a filter sock or filter saver or a skimmer sock. In the skimmer basket, and if you put a rock on there to hold down the skimmer basket, um, you're not going to have any debris get into the pump basket. But that's the area to look at in your pump. So you may look in the, the clear, the clear plastic on top. It looks like everything is fine, but you can normally hear the pump struggling. If you've been doing this for a long time and you're a pool professional, when you get to a pool pump and you kind of hear it struggling a little bit, it'll kind of vibrate a little bit. The noise will be kind of like that means that there's some debris in front of the impeller or the hole for the impeller. So take that basket out and sure enough, you're gonna see something stuck right there. And again, if it's a whisper flow, it'll usually crack it and pull the debris through into the impeller. So if you notice that the pump only has half the water in it, it may be the PSI is down to like five or 10 when normally it's at 20, turn off everything. Make sure it's not gonna turn on by the way, turn off everything. So maybe at the breaker or if, the, if you have a time clock, make sure it's not gonna come on. If you have an automated system, put it in timeout mode or service mode. And then take the pump basket out and you can get a flathead screwdriver. Some people make their own little devices out of coat hangers if you can find the metal hangers anywhere anymore. And then you can kind of spin the impeller like that from inside the pump after you remove the basket. You know, put the screwdriver in that little hole and spin the impeller and kind of scrape at it and see if you can pull any debris out. And usually some debris will come out and then you're going to hear a gurgling noise, you know, gr- 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 gr-, and that means that the impeller is clear. So fill it back up with water and 9 out of 10 times that will do it. Now there are some debris that's really weird, like little pebble debris, like BB debris from a plant, and I've seen those actually get through the pump basket into the impeller and kind of go around the impeller because the impeller has grooves in it on the side of the impeller. And I've seen impellers clogged up with these little kind of BB BB seeds in there and you have to pull the actually you have to take the bolts off and pull the motor off and then clear the impeller that way. So you can actually clear the impeller by just removing you know, the back of the motor from the pump. It comes off really easily. Usually it's four bolts or a clamp, and then you can clear the impeller that way if you notice that it's something that's really impacting the impeller. So those are things to look for. You know, If there's any kind of problem with the um, skimmer basket, let's say that it floated one day, I usually put a, a good-sized rock in there to make sure it doesn't float because they tend to float in a lot of cases. You want to make sure you put a rock that's flat, that's not going to be big enough to be sucked into the skimmer line. And this is really important if you're, you know, if you're sizing rocks up. I'm kind of a connoisseur of rocks, so I'll I'll walk around a customer's property and look for the proper rock to put in there. And usually customers have rocks, and you want to have a rock that's big enough to where if the pump basket were to tip over for whatever reason, that rock's not going to be pulled into the skimmer and clog it up. So get a flat rock, you know, a two-inch flat rock is perfect. Put it in there, that way the skimmer, the pump basket has some weight to it. And of course you could just use some other device. But I, I think rocks are safe. I wouldn't use anything metal in there or, you know, anything else besides a, a rock. That's usually the go-to device that we use out there in the field. And so if that skimmer basket were to float up and debris were to get in there, it could cause a lot of problems with the pump and a basket being full and causing the pump not to run correctly. And if you have an automatic cleaner connected, I mentioned the side port earlier, if you have one connected to the side port or to the skimmer, getting a, you know, a canister with a fine mesh um, insert is probably the best way to prevent your pump from being, being clogged up in most cases. So I think the main problem with debris getting into the pump comes from the skimmer basket or from an automatic cleaner. So with a filter saver or filter sock in the skimmer basket, that's gonna eliminate a lot of that problem that I mentioned with all the debris being impacted by the impeller. That's going to make the pool run a lot smoother and you're gonna have better water quality. the last thing to look for with the pump is the o-ring on the lid I mentioned the jandy stealth and the Hay- the giant Hayward pumps they usually have a thin o-ring and it's really a pain to get those o-rings to sit on there to get the lid back on correctly and I really I really dislike those large wet end pumps you know I, I don't like them at all um, for that reason but the pump o-ring is another thing to look for. If you have a whisper flow pump, which are really common in my area, probably 80% of all the pumps here are penta whisper flows, that O-ring usually stays on the lid. But when it starts to wear out, you're going to notice when you take the uh, whisper flow lid off that that O-ring will actually fall out of the lid. And that's a good indication that that O-ring is stretched out and you have to replace it. If you're having trouble getting the lid back on your pump, that means that the O-ring there has worn out. It's either stretched out or it's cracked or it's kind of warped. Changing the O-ring is going to go a long way in allowing the pool to prime up properly. It's one of the simplest things to overlook, and it's one of the things that usually will fix the problem. And I'll be the first to admit that I made this mistake before. I'll troubleshoot it and spend so much time figuring out what's going on here. And then I'll be like, well, I guess I'll change the, you know, the pump lit O-ring and see if that solves the problem. And sure enough, the pump primes up fully, and I'm like, ah, man, you know, I kicked myself because I should have done that in the first place. So I carry every O-ring for my service route in my truck, you know, and you just take a log of all the pumps you have out there. And typically you're going to have maybe four or five different pump types total on your route and pick up O-rings for all those. I carry four or five whisperflow O-rings. I kind of do overkill there and I carry all the other various O-rings. Sometimes it's hard to find the O-ring and match it. So I write on a Ziploc bag, what O-ring is for what pump, you know, the numbers, you don't remember what's for what. And so I'll take the WhisperFlow O-Rings and I'll get a Ziploc bag and I'll write Whisper Flow on the bag. So I know that when I go to my truck, these are all the WhisperFlow O-Rings. They also work for the IntelliFlow pumps, by the way, and they're the same pump wet end. And then if you have like, you know, a Hayward Super 2 pump, have those O-Rings handy in your truck to change them out. Because a lot of times that's going to solve the problem. The O-Ring is actually the issue, is why, is why the pump has air in it and why the pump's not priming well. And changing the O-Ring should be one of the first steps in a lot of cases when you're having a priming issue. So change that O-ring, and usually that solves the problem, and it'll save you 15 or 20 minutes there trying to troubleshoot something, like, hey, maybe there's something clogged in the line, I'll get my drain bladder and I'll blow out the line. But lo and behold, it's just the you know the pump lid O-ring that's the problem. Now I'll leave you with this, I've had I had a pool where it wasn't priming, it was a whisper flow again, and I was struggling to figure out what was going on here, you know, I was like, oh, man, what's going on with this pump? And I'm just standing there looking at it, and I look over to the right, and I see the pump lid O-ring on the ground. And I'm like, what in the world happened here? And so then I, I took off the lid, and I noticed that there was no O-ring on the lid. And that's something I didn't really look at you know, back then. Now I check right away if there's an O-ring on the lid. Well, it turns out the customer thought he would be helpful, went out there to empty out the pump basket, put the lid back on, went back in the house, and didn't think anything of it. The O-ring was kind of wearing out on the Whisper Flow, and it just fell off when he took the lid off. He didn't even notice it, and so he put the lid back on without the O-ring, and so for the whole week, it wasn't running, and here I am trying to figure out what the problem is, and there's the O-ring right in front of me on the ground. So this is something that you should be aware of. Is Sometimes it's the most obvious problem or the obvious solution to the problem, so don't overlook the pump O-ring as the problem why the pump is not priming completely. Of course, all the other things I mentioned are things to look for. But ultimately, the pump lit O-ring could be the problem. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, somyprolearning.com, and on the banner, click on that podcast icon. I have over 800 podcast episodes. You're going to find something to listen to there. If you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program. You can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show